Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, chariot. I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. Good morning, kids. I am up a little early. I had some broken sleep. I stayed up till about 12.30 a.m. Well, last night, your mom was doing a lot of notes on her computer for her work and tried to stay up, but I, I fell asleep uh, with the lights on, though, so I was trying to stay awake. I think your mom got to bed at 1, so I'm, uh, I couldn't sleep. It's the age-old story. I fall asleep. Your mom comes and cuddles with me, which is wonderful. Then a child cuddles with me, which is great. And then I overheat, and then I can't sleep. So I think that's been the basis of my insomnia recently. The What happens about 90% of the time is a child comes into the bed, and they hold onto me. <sighs> Last night was the namesake, about 12 times out of 15 it's the namesake, or the king. Once in a, once in a blue moon, the spy comes in, which is cute, but... So I uh, couldn't sleep. I um, left clothes out just in case. Usually I leave, I'll leave clothes out like in the bathroom so I don't wake everybody up from uh, getting ready. It's kind of loud. My buckle clinks around and, you know, it's just trying to be, uh, trying to be, uh, what's, it, what's it called? Um, self-conscious about the noise I make in the morning. I don't want you kids waking up early. And I'm detec detecting a theme on these podcasts. Good morning. Morning. You got the number two, the large coconut uh, Thank you. You too. And that theme is I'm going to fast food a lot. At least when I'm on the podcast. I really don't go to it unless I'm like driving somewhere and I forgot to eat. I know that I won't eat until about 2 p.m. today. It's about 5 a.m. right now. So. so anyways. So I figured I'd just stay up get dressed and then drive uh, uh, to church for the uh, Bible study we have Wednesday mornings that I rarely go to anymore and one of my closest friends is like the pastor that, that runs it so I, uh, I should start going to this again it's hang on yes sir you too it's hard, you know, because of the job I do, um, when I go to this, a lot of people want to, like, talk to me about their cases or about uh. advice, and which is fine to a point, but, like, I'm a Christian before I'm anything. I'm a Christian before I'm a lawyer, before I'm a husband or a father. I'm a Christian. At least I try to be. 
My dad did a very good job of holding that priority. I struggle with it a lot. So, so anyways, just, just having people ask me a bunch of legal advice, or like, hey, yo, I gotta, can I take you aside? I need, I need to ask some questions. And of course, I'm gonna answer them. I'm not gonna be like, hey, no, I can't. We don't talk business here. You know, I'm not a douchebag. Um, but it would be nice if people like forgot I was a lawyer when I was at this place, you know. But but at the same time, where are you? I was watching ER, and I'm binging it right now, which you may not know when you listen to this, but streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and um, Disney Plus. To binge something is to just like watch watch a bunch of episodes of it, bunch of episodes of it, um, back to back to back to back. And there's an older woman who was talking to her son who's a surgeon. I'm not a surgeon, but the older woman said, and it stuck with me. This is stuck with me. She says she said to her husband to her son, she said, the skills. God gave you are God's gift to you. And you giving back to the world is your gift to God. So when someone comes up to me at church and asks me some legal stuff, I know they that I, I need to answer and be graceful. And legal stuff stresses people out to know it. I mean, it stresses me out, and I'm, like, supposed to be an expert at it. So, I, I that's cognizant in my head, so, or in my brain. So I'm not too, uh, not too, um, what's it called, uh, uh I don't, I don't know the word. Not all the way up. <sighs> so we're in Joshua. leave my sandwich a little bit. We're in Joshua, I want to say, let's see, 16 or 17? Let me see. Let me actually look up the podcast. Let's see where we are. I'm good about posting. Yeah, so we're in Joshua 15. This is our 50th podcast, by the way. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hang on, let me check. Let me check the recorder thing. I guess I can't. Um, check the podcast. The yeah, I guess we're in Joshua 15. Oh. Joshua 15. One second. All right, let's see. Just reading through a lot of names, a lot of stuff. Uh, chapter 15. <clears throat> the allotment for the tribe of Judah clan. Excuse me. I get, you know, and I apologize. I get the syntax wrong a lot. And that, that's going to be frustrating, you guys. So let me try that again. Chapter 15. The allotment for the tribe of Judah. 
clan by clan, extended down to the territory of Edom, to the desert of Zin in the extreme south. Their southern boundary started from the bay at the southern end of the Salt Sea, crossed south of the Scorpion Pass, continued on to Zin, and went over to the south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it ran past Hezron, up to the Adar, and curved around Karka. It then passed along to Asmon and joined the Wadi of Egypt, ending at the sea. This is their southern boundary. The eastern boundary is the Salt Sea as far as the mouth of the Jordan. The northern boundary started from the bay of the sea at the mouth of the Jordan, went up to Beth Hogla, and continued north of Beth Araba, to the stone of Bohan, son of Reuben. The boundary then went up the Deber, up to Deber from the valley of Akor, and turned north to Gilgal, which faces the pass of Adamin, south of the gorge. It continued along the waters of En Shemesh and came out the En Rugel. Then it ran up the valley of Ben Hinnom, along the southern slope of the Jebusite city, that is Jerusalem. From there, it climbed to the top of the hill west of the Hinnom Valley at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From the hilltop, the boundary headed toward the spring of the waters of Nephtoah, came out of the towns of Mount Ephron, and went down toward Bala, that is, Kiriath-Jerim. Then it curved westward from the Bilal, and Mount Seir ran along the northern slope of Mount Jerim, that is, Kesalon, continued down to Beth Shemesh, and crossed to Timnah. It went to the northern slope of Ekron, turned toward Shikaron Pass, along to Mount Bala, and reached Jabneel. The boundary ended at the sea. The western boundary is the coastline of the Great Sea. These are the boundaries around the people of Judah by their clans. In accordance with the Lord's command to him, Joshua gave to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, a portion of Judah. Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the forefather of Anna. From Hebron, Caleb drove out the three Anakites, Shishai, Ahiman, and Talmai, descendants of Anak. Descendants of Anak. And you know, let me just pause for a second. You know, um, growing up, I had a um, pretty significant speech um, uh, disorder, and a couple of you kids actually had to go th through uh, speech therapy. So, so when I'm like rushing through a lot of these words, though, that's a uh, like vestiges of my um, uh, speech impediment growing up. So, I gotta slow down. <laughs> From there he marched against the people living in Debir, <coughs> formerly called Kiriath Sefer, and Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's brother, took it. So, what? <sighs> so Caleb gave his daughter Aksa to him in marriage. One day, when he, she came to Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. When she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What can I do for you? She replied, Do me a special favor, since you have given me land in the, in the Negev. Give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Uh, this is the inheritance of the tribe of Judah, clan by clan. The southernmost towns of the tribe of Judah in the Negev toward the boundary of Edom were, and I'm going to get these wrong, children. I'm going to try. 
Cabzeal, Eder, Jagur, Kina, Dimana, Ada, Kadesh, Hazor, Ithnan, Ziph, Telam, Beeloth, Hazor, Hadata, Kerioth, Hezron, that is Hazor, Amam, Shema, Molada, Hazor Gada, Hashman, Beth Palat, Hazor Shul, Beersheba, Bizuthia, Bala, Im, Ezem, El Talad, Kessel, Horma, Ziklag, Madmana, Sansana, Labeoth, Shilhem, Ain, and Rimon. A total of 29 towns and their villages. I'm going to take a second my drink. Those are mouthfuls. Of course. In the western foothills, Eshtel, Zora, Ashna, Zanoa, Enganim, Tapua, Enam, Jarmuth, Adulam, oh, that's where the cave was for David, Soko, Ezeka, Sharaim, Adathayim, and Gedera, or Gedera-Thayim. Fourteen towns and their villages. Zena, Hadasha, Migdal-Gad, Dillion, Mizpah, Jokthiel, Lachish, Bozkath, Eglon, Keban, Laham, excuse <coughs> me, Lamas, Kitlish, Gitaroth, Beth Dagon, Nama, and Makeda. Sixteen towns and their villages Libna, Ether, Ashan, Ifta, Ashna, Nazib, Kile, Akzib, and Mersha. Nine towns and their villages Ekron, with its surrounding settlements and villages, west of Ekron, uh, all that were in the vicinity of Ashdod, together with their villages. Ashdod, its surrounding settlements and villages, and Gaza, its settlements and villages, as far as the Wadi of Egypt and the coastline of the Great Sea. In hill country, Shamir, Jatir, Soko, Dana, Kiriath, Sana, that is Deber, Anab, Eshtama, Anim, Goshen, Holon, Gilo, eleven towns and their villages, Arab, Duma, Ishan, Jenim, Beth Tapua, Africa, Humta, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, and Zior, nine towns and their villages, Maon, Carmel, Zif, Judda, Jezreel, Jokda, excuse me, Jokdam, Zanoah, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, ten towns and their villages. Hahul, Bethzur, Gedor, Marath, Bethanoth, and Eltikon, six towns and their villages. Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jerim, and Rabbah, two towns and their villages in the desert. Betharabah, Midin, Sukkaka, Nibshan, and the city of Salt and Engedi, six towns and their villages. Judah could not dislodge the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. To this day, the Jebusites live there with the people of Judah. Okay. All right. Interesting that Caleb's brother, Othniel, son of Canaan. Um, but that's but Caleb. Uh, I'll have to do. Um, I, I want to do a. What's it called? An ancestry of um, Caleb, because when they say brother, it must not be mean like hundred percent brother 
Othniel, son of Kenaz. I don't think Caleb's father's name Kenaz. So maybe, maybe he's a half-brother? I don't know. They just had different stigmas back then. Marrying a niece, to me, sounds a little deplorable, but maybe that's because I've had nieces since I was 11. All right, where are we? Let me get through 16 and 17, then we'll then we'll head up. Church is literally across the street. 16. The allotment of Joseph began at the Jordan of Jericho, east of the waters of Jericho, and went up from there through the desert into the hill country of Bethel. It went on from Bethel, that is Luz, crossed over to the territory of the Archites in Adaroth, Descended westward to the territory of Jephletites, as far as the region of Lower Beth Huron, and on to Gezer, ending at the sea. So Manasseh and Ephraim, the descendants of Joseph, received their inheritance. This was the territory Ephraim, clan by. This was the territory of Ephraim, clan by clan. The boundary of their inheritance went from Adaroth Adar in the east to upper Beth Haran and continue to the sea. From Michmethath on the north, it curved eastward to Tanath Shiloh, passing by it to Genoa on the east. Then it went down from Genoa to Adaroth and Nera, touched Jericho and came out of the Jordan. From Tapua, the border went west to the Cana ravine and ended at the sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the Ephraimites, clan by clan. It all included all the towns and their villages that were set aside for the Ephraimites within the inheritance of the Manassites. They did not dislodge the Canaanites living in Gezer. To this day, the Canaanites live among the people of Ephraim, but are required to do forced labor. That was chapter 16. <clears throat> chapter 17. This was the allotment of the tribe of Manasseh, as Joseph's firstborn, that is, for Machir, Manasseh's firstborn. Machir was the ancestor of the Gileadites, who had received Gilead and Bashan because the Machirites were great war soldiers. So this allotment was for the rest of the people of Manasseh, the clans of Abizir, Helek, Asriel, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemidah. These are the other male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Now Zelah Fahad, son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Macher, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but only daughters, whose names were Ramallah, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. They went to Eliezer, the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brothers. So Joshua gave them an inheritance along with the brothers of their father. According to the Lord's command, Manasseh's share consisted of ten tracts of land besides Gilead and Bashan, east of the Jordan, because the daughters of the tribe of Manasseh received an inheritance among the sons. The land of Gilead belonged to the rest of the descendants of Manasseh. The territory of Manasseh extended from Asher to Michmethath, east of Shechem. The boundary ran southward from there to include the people living at Antipua, uh, Manasseh had the land of Tapua, but Tapua itself, on the boundary of Manasseh, belonged to the Ephraimites. Then the boundary continued south to the Cana Ravine. There were towns belonging to Ephraim, 
lying among the towns of Manasseh, but the boundary of Manasseh was the northern side of the ravine and ended at the sea. On the south, the land belonged to Ephraim, on the north to Manasseh. The territory of Manasseh reached the sea and bordered Asher on the north and Issachar on the east. With Issachar and Asher, Manasseh also had Bethshan, Eblim, and the people of Dor, Endor, Tanakh, and Megiddo, together with their surrounding settlements, the third in the list of Naphoth. Yet the Manassites and Manassites were not able to occupy these towns, for the Canaanites were determined to live in that region. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they subjected to the Canaanites to forced labor and did not drive them out completely. The people of Joseph said to Joshua, Why have you given us only one allotment and one portion for an inheritance? We are a numerous people, and the Lord has blessed us abundantly. If you are so numerous, Joshua answered, and if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you, go up into the forest and clear land for yourselves there in the land of the Perizzites and the Rephites. The people of Joseph replied, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who live in the plain have iron chariots, both those in Bethshan and its settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. But Joshua said to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim, and Manasseh, You are numerous and very powerful. You will have not only one allotment, but the forested hill country as well. Clear it, and its furthest limits will be yours. Uh, though the Canaanites have iron chariots, and though they are strong, you can drive them out. Gosh, poor Joseph. <laughs> uh, Joshua, just having to tell them, you need to relax, and you'll <laughs> clear them all out. Just hang in there. Let's see, what's the time? It's 5.26. I think we can go another chapter. Let's go. Chapter 18. The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The country was brought under their control, but there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, have given you? Appoint three men from each tribe. I will send them out to make a survey of the land and to write a description of it, according to the inheritance of each. Then they will return to me. You are to divide the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south, and the house of Joseph in its territory on the north. After you have written descriptions of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me, and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord our God. The Levites, however, do not get a portion among you, because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it to them. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Joshua instructed them, Go and make a survey of the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will cast lots for you here at Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left and went through the land. They wrote its description on a scroll, town by town in seven parts, and returned to Joseph in the camp at Shiloh. Joshua then cast lots for them in Shiloh at the presence of the Lord, and there he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their tribal divisions. The lot came up for the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan. Their allotted territory lay between the tribes of Judah and Joseph. On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan, past the northern slope of Jericho, and headed west of the hill country, coming out of the desert of beth Avin. From there it crossed to the south slope of Luz, that is Bethel, and went down to Adaroth. Adar and the hill south, uh, oh, excuse me, on the hill south of Lorabeth Haran. 
from the hill facing Beth Haran on the south, the boundary turned south along the western side, and came out at Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jerim, a town of the people of Judah. This was the western side. The southern side began at the outskirts of Kiriath Jerim on the west, and the boundary came out at the spring of the waters of Nephtoah. The boundary went down to the foot of the hill facing the valley, Ben uh, Hinnom, uh, north of the valley Rephaim. It continued down the Hinnom Valley along the southern slope of the Jebusite city, and so to En Rogel. It then curved north, went to En Shemesh, continued to Geloloth, which faces the path of Adumen, and ran down to the stone of Bohan, son of Reuben. It continued to the northern slope of Beth Arabah, and on down into the Arabah. It then went to the northern slope of Beth Hogla, and came out at the northern bay of the Salt Sea at the mouth of the Jordan in the south. This was the southern boundary. The Jordan formed the boundary on the eastern side. These were the boundaries that marked out the inheritance of the clans of Benjamin on all sides. The tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, had the following cities. Jericho, Beth, Hogla, Emek, Keziz, Beth Araba, Zemarim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophrah, Kephar, Ammoni, Ophni, and Geba, twelve towns and their villages. Gibeon, Ramah, Beeroth, Mizpah, Kephra, Moza, Rechem, Erpeel, Terla, Zela, Halaf, and the Jebusite city that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriath, fourteen towns and their villages. This was the inheritance of Benjamin for its clans. Let me see. We're going to end there, kids, because it's chapter 19 is a little bit longer. It's and uh, I want to eat before I get into the Bible study. And so, today's a very busy day. We have a video, I want to call it an interview, but I think we want to, we want to host a Bible study at our house. And our church rightfully wants to meet with everybody that's going to be leading families and word in the word and so we're gonna have a video chat with one of the secretaries or I don't know who it is and uh, I have a meeting from 9 to 10 I have a meeting at 10 to scan some stuff 10:30, I have a zoom meeting with a client who's angry but it's not my fault they just drug their feet and they didn't do a good job of stuff and it's much I can really say. Um, I think at 11 or 11.30 I have some other things. I have like 17 different things I should probably do today. My office. Um, and uh, yeah, then uh, today the king has jujitsu. Hopefully he does that. I should probably get home earlier today just to help your mom because she could sometimes get overwhelmed um, with... Uh, with getting him to get his, his key on and everything. But we're still planning my father's funeral. We had a Zoom meeting with uh, Nana and all your aunts and me and Nana's oldest just to figure out the logistics of my father's funeral. And... Uh, What else? It's gonna happen in a couple weeks. 
Uh, I'm just pulling into the church right now. This is a really good church. I'm very glad they follow the Bible. So I, I have a lot on my plate today, and I can't wait to see you kids when I get back. I should be getting back home like around 7.30 a.m., which means it's to be right in the middle of the rush where you kids should be dressed, or you should be getting ready. Your mom and I typically shower at 7, so I'm going to miss a shower with your mom, which sucks, but <clears throat> there'll be other days. Anyways, I love you all. Get along with each other, and uh, like I always say, in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. I love you. Serve and celebrate For you are great